What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dude You Bet Sports Show live from San Diego, California. At least one half of us uh, are, are live today from San Diego. Papa Dude, how we doing? Doing great. How's the weather? It is great. It is great. Beautiful, beautiful day here in San Diego. 65 degrees. I got short sleeve shirt on. Uh, it was freezing when we left yesterday. In Missouri, so yeah, I'm feeling great. Is it is it still cold in Missouri? Uh, it was 32 when I walked at eight o'clock this morning, Ooh. but sun's out. It's probably about I don't know 40, 45 maybe. It's a pretty day though. Not it's not awful. Well, it seems like it's going to be nice here uh, for the week. So if you're betting the Breeders' Cup, it's going to be perfect. 71 degrees, sunny. Uh, yeah, going to be perfect. So uh, Thursday card starts here in a couple hours. But before we get to that, as I my phone rings, before we get to that, uh, we got football to talk about. We got a lot to going on. I mean, there's a lot happened since I've left uh, the house uh, yesterday. Uh, the, the Browns are, are crumbling. The college football playoff, everybody's pissed there, unless you're a Georgia or Alabama fan. So we'll cover a lot of that. Let's talk about the playoff uh, that came out, or, or the rankings that came out first, though. Uh, you know, the big thing was Alabama is at number two. I think that shocked people. Uh, Oregon is number four. I think that shocked a lot of people. Cincinnati, who had been number two in the AP poll, is now number six in this first one. And then OU, which I actually think they're about right at eight, but some OU fans did not. What were your reactions, uh, or your reaction, I should say, uh, from the first poll? Well, I think this happens every year, it doesn't it? This mm-hmm. first one. All this first one, first of all, I'm pissed. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this Oregon thing's the one that just stuns me. But um, I think what this first one does is give us an idea of what the committee's thinking at this point. Because Mm -hmm. this this top 10, top 20 doesn't mean a damn thing. This first one doesn't. Because so many of these teams are going to play each other. And it's not going to stay the same. It'll all play itself out. Yeah. The problem is... uh, They've told Cincinnati, you're out, boys. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much that simple. Unless a lot of crap happens. Yeah. That's the that's the significant thing of this. Yeah. It's just you're out, Cincinnati. And I think, and I've always thought this, they like to cause controversy. It's a it's a it's a TV show. It's a reality TV show, is how they build it every week. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's do something controversial to get everybody talking about it. Because the easy, easy thing to have done would have put Georgia, Michigan State, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma the top four yeah. because they were undefeated. Mm-hmm. And they're the highest ranking undefeated teams. You know, Wake Forest you could throw in there, but they're they're just a fling, you know. Yep. Another one's San Antonio, and they're, you know, they're in a lesser – situation than these teams that would have been the easy thing to do but no let's really create some controversy and let's put three one lost teams above an undefeated oklahoma and let's get some shit going and that's all it was on talk radio yesterday and yeah. that's 
they want. That's what they want. The OU thing, they haven't played anybody, and they got all their big games ahead of them. If OU wins out, they're going to be in. Cincinnati's the one. If I was a Cincinnati fan, I would kind of want to jump oh. off the roof because it's just like, holy cow, uh, we're number six, and we thought we were there, and it's it's like, uh-oh, this is big-time problem. So I'm for Cincinnati people, I, I feel bad for them. Uh, I still think there's a path for them to get in, but they don't control their own destiny. I no, think they made that very, very painfully obvious. And, that's, and, and if Alabama beats Georgia, they're history. Well, and the other big thing, like for OU, you got you got your big games ahead of you. Like I said, Cincinnati, they're just they're not gonna have that boost. You know, SMU got beat, and you know they just don't have that marquee game left. So, and and like we'll talk about them here in a second. They play Tulsa this week. It's not gonna get them anywhere. You know, uh, and we play teams like that, and you're needing to move up. It's not gonna get you anywhere. Where if you were number two, and you just need to kind of stay there, maybe that would be enough. So disheartening, and honestly. I think Cincinnati, if they go undefeated, absolutely deserves to be in it. I don't know though. I don't. I don't know if they're going to make it. I don't think so. You know what's really hurt Cincinnati? That conference is not near as strong yeah. as we thought it was going to be, and it's killed them. You know, yeah. Central Florida is not as good as they have been. Tulsa is terrible. Tulane, yeah. Tulane has killed that conference. You know, they were supposed to be decent. They're just god awful. It's really yeah. hurt uh, the Bearcats. Um, let's talk about the Oregon one for a minute. Okay. Because to me, this is, this doesn't make a lot of sense. I know that they're over Ohio state. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. Some of you guys brought it up on the chat Monday and I kind of disagreed, but now I, I, if you want to put them above Ohio state, okay. Yeah. They both lost a game and Ohio, they lost head to head like that, yeah. but doesn't, Oregon losing to a three and five Stanford team means something. Shouldn't it hurt both those teams? They neither one should be in the top four. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, my question yeah. is this, and, and you know, I've gotten gotten into this a little bit. Um, strength of schedule is one of the criteria that you are supposed to base this on if you're on the committee. Mm-hmm. Oregon's schedule is god awful. Yeah, it's I mean, terrible. It's terrible. The, the Pac-12 is re- – they're awful. Yeah. Now, if they go along with what they're supposed to do, strength of schedule, obviously Oregon is is probably not going to stay at four Yeah. if Oklahoma wins out, and so does Ohio State. It's probably not going to happen because they're going to – Ohio State's got to have to beat Michigan yeah. and Michigan State. So you're going to have to beat three and seven. Mm-hmm. And then have to win the Big Ten championship and beat another pretty good team. Oregon has nobody left to beat. No. Nobody. That Pac-12 is pathetic. Well, so I, they're probably going to, you know, they may I, all enjoy it right now. I think that's what it's going to come down to. And I think for Cincinnati, I think, you know, Ohio State, Michigan State can have to beat each other up. So that's number one. Right. And they're going to have to fall out of it. And then I think Cincinnati can make it. Because I think Cincinnati uh, can get in if, if if that kind of thing happens. If, if Alabama beats Georgia, that's the other big one. They're screwed. Cincinnati, I want to throw another they're... interesting little tidbit mm-hmm. in here. <laughs> Just uh, what would happen if this happens. Okay, there's another team lurking out there. And that's the number 13 team, which is Auburn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's take for consideration – 
that they go on through and they win against uh, A&M this week, which mm-hmm. would be a big win for them. And then they knock off Alabama. Yep. Okay, suddenly they are going to be playing for the SEC championship against yep. Georgia. What if they beat them? <laughs> they would have beat number one yeah. and number two. So then what do you do? Well, I don't think we'll have to worry about that. No, but I don't either. I, don't I get either. the point. And, and, no. and then how strong is the SEC? Is it to the point where that can happen and they would get in over somebody even if they had two losses? I mean, honestly, the my biggest problem with the rankings was who was at number two. Why do they always get a pat? Listen, Maybe. they are not what they have been. They have They are not that good of a team this year. It's like their losses don't count. It's unbelievable to me. They really don't. Uh, the, the, the deal is why I don't really have a problem with it that much is mm-hmm. they would be favored over every other team in the country. Except yeah, but that's that's, I know. that's one thing, but that's not the end-all be-all. They lost to Again. a team that is not very good. I'm Again, sorry. Why yeah. didn't the committee just do the easy thing and put all the undefeated teams in there? Right. One, two, three, four. Yeah. And then let it play out. No, they had to do this to get us to talking about it. Right. And it's, it's this, I had a really good friend of mine who is just pissed off about this and he's not a huge college football fan. Mm-hmm. And he got a hold of me and said, this is why I'm not a huge college football fan. He said, their playoff system is stupid and it is totally stupid. It is. They yeah. need to go to eight teams, at least eight yeah. And, you know, all these coaches and everybody goes, well, we're going to have to play too many games we do that. I tell you what, get rid of the 12-game schedule and make it 11. Yeah. Because every team plays some awful team on that schedule. Yeah. Every team that would be in these playoffs just to fill out the schedule. Mm-hmm. So you don't need that extra game. I don't know. I think they're going to eight before long. Yeah. That would solve some of it. But, you know, I've heard they want to go to eight. And then the automatic qualifiers are your conf- your five power champions. Mm-hmm. You can't do that either, because you'd liable to get a uh, conference champion with lost three games. It's that's possible. the other problem. In a perfect world, you'd think, oh, that's a great setup. But there's there's times that it's not going to work out. Like you got to make some kind of a provision in there. You look at the ACC this year. Mm-hmm. It's possible a two or three loss loss team wins that ACC conference that's right. championship. That's right. Well, maybe we should do away with those games. Those are pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it's 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 just a flawed system. It has been forever. It it's better now than it used to be. Imagine if we were ba- debating on two teams in Alabama and oh, Georgia, yeah. in Georgia were the top two teams this week, and uh, nobody I else. I know. Anyway, so, so the next. Whatever weeks, four or five weeks, this is all going to play out. Yeah, it'll take care of itself. But it's still, it's just like, and again, they do it on purpose. They do. Get people pissed off, you know. So, all right, though, let's get into the games uh, that are going to happen this weekend. Uh, We'll go ahead and and start into that. I, I, I think we'll start with college since we're on the subject. One team that we do we know obviously controls its own destiny is the number one team in the nation, Georgia. They're eight and zero. They take on four and four Missouri. Missouri has really struggled, just one and three in the SEC this year. 38 and a half point favorite for the dogs this weekend. I think they, you know, I think they roll here. <laughs> well, I do too. But my God, 38 and a half. That's an awful lot for a team that doesn't score a ton of points. Yeah. 
you know, they're going to have to get to 45, 48, something like that, probably. Mm -hmm. Missouri's terrible on defense, so that's probably why that line's a little bit more. The, the, the play I'm going to make, and call me crazy on this one, I'm going to take the Missouri team total, which is nine and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hope they can score 10. <laughs> well, I, I, and I get the one angle is, well, gosh, uh, George is just dominating everybody. They are. Honestly, Missouri's pretty good offensively. Their they problems are. are on defense. I can see them getting, I think it's a good bet. I really do. I think they can get them to 10. Um, yeah. Now, I think Georgia will absolutely run over them. I don't think, you know, it'll be any kind of a game. I could see, you know, 52 to, to 17. I, 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 I could hope definitely so. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see it. Uh, Mark says the spread is huge for a conference division opponent, but Missouri can't stop a peewee team. They really can't. Their no, defense is brutally bad. Let's go on to a team whose defense is also brutally bad. That's Nebraska. Nebraska is now three and six. Holy cow. Let me say it again. Nebraska is now three and six. Things aren't going to get any better this week. The number five Ohio State Buckeyes come to town. They're now seven and one, and seemingly the Buckeyes control their destiny as far as making the playoffs, if you believe the first ranking. And there's only one place to go for them if they keep winning, and it's up. Forget about this game. Big games ahead of them. So if they went out, they're 100% going to be in. They're 15-point favorite this weekend in Nebraska. How do you see this one breaking down? You know, Aaron, I'm so old that I just remember when going into Nebraska, something that was tough to yeah. do. So I'm still scared for teams when they go in there. I I, it just, I look at that 15 and I, it's just so hard for me to say to myself, God almighty, 15 point, Nebraska, yes. 15 point underdog at home. Honestly, I thought the line might be a little higher. Didn't you? Yeah, I thought it would be. I, th- I think this is a little, little bit of a, a short, I thought it'd be in the twenties. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the Vegas still has a little bit of respect for them too. Ohio State, I think, defense is a little bit suspect. I really do. 15, they should cover that. They should. I don't know where Nebraska's heads are either. You know, they may have tossed it in. Because they're looking looking at three and nine. It's a tough spot for Nebraska. I think Ohio State covers this. The one thing I I will – the one bet I'm going to make here is Ohio State over 38.5 total points. I – I'm with you. I think the one thing you might be questionable with Ohio State, it it is on the defensive side of the ball. Nebraska, I mean, Taylor Martinez is a very average quarterback, but, you know, he he is capable of moving the ball and making some plays with his feet. Uh, So maybe they can kind of score some points, keep it a little closer than than what you might expect. End of the the day, though, I'm thinking like a 42-21 type win for Ohio State. Shouldn't be much of a game. This one, I think, will be the most exciting game of the week because neither team has a defense, and both offenses are really good. Wake Forest, they're number nine in the opening uh, rankings here at 8-0. Really a surprise that they're at 8-0, obviously. They go to Chapel Hill this weekend to take on North Carolina, who's 4-4. They played Notre Dame tough last week, uh, lost by 10. Same problem. We couldn't stop them, but they were able to move the ball on Notre Dame. I, I think I think Wake Forest is begging to get beat. Um, I think this is a really tricky road game for them. I went North Carolina minus two and a half, but where did you go? One more thing on the Nebraska deal. I was watching, believe it or not, 
I must not have anything to do Monday, but I was looking on the internet at some Nebraska stuff. Do you uh-huh. know the fans left early in that game against Purdue? Did they? One of the first times they've ever left early, which is a which is a sign that they're getting tired of what's going on. They're a group. They are they are a such a loyal group of fans. Now they are they are different. The people are a little different, but they are loyal, loyal, loyal. So and that's what makes that so unusual that they that's a terrible sign. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, this game here has fifty six to fifty two written all over it. It does. Yeah. That's going to be a dandy. Uh, how much of that got taken out of North Carolina last week at Notre Dame? That's mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a concern for me. They played well and could have won and didn't. How much got taken out of them? I think the fact they're playing an undefeated team will get them ready. Yeah. Uh, though for this one, they've been a very, very big disappointment. And there we have another deal here where we got a top 10 team that's an underdog to a very average four and 14. Yeah. One thing we know is North Carolina can score and they've got a good quarterback and, and Wake Forest has trouble. The two and a half line is if you like Carolina, take it yeah. because they're probably going to win by more. If you like Wake Forest, you got it. So I'm, I'm 50. I wouldn't bet this one. There was my, nothing, my, nothing in this one I could find a bet. My deal on this one, it, it's kind of mentally, it's like, you're right. North Carolina has had such a disappointing season, but here they have an opportunity yeah. to beat a team uh, who's in the top 10. They're not really a top 10 team, though. I think everybody kind of knows that. Here's an opportunity to maybe get a, a win that kind of sort of salvage the season a bit That's and cool. be like, okay, see what happened here? Like, at least we beat Wake Forest. At least we got it turned around right. at the end, that type of thing. So, uh, yeah. And Scott Scott Sneed says uh, Wake Forest team total over thirty five and a half. Don't don't uh, don't don't uh, disagree with that at all. I no, think no, no, no. if you're going over with any points in this game, you're making the right decision. All right, let's move on here. Liberty uh, seven and two on the year. They've kind of been up and down. They haven't been quite as good as what we thought. They're not they're not too bad. Uh, they go on the road this weekend to take on Ole Miss six and two. They're at sixteen in the in, debuting in the in the first poll here. Ole Miss nine and a half point favorite in this one. This might be a competitive game. Uh, what do you think? Huh. Here's another hard one for me because I don't know what Ole Miss's attitude is going to be. You know, they're coming off a well, loss. I, I think their attitude will be pretty good. I, you know, Ole Miss isn't. They're sitting here at six and two, thinking we're doing pretty well. Yeah, you know, it's all about your your. Uh, expectation level right? it is this is kind of they're above a little what expectations exactly yeah. but they are an sec school and how much respect yeah. are they going to have for for liberty right that's the only problem i i i i think the line is about right i mean i think they cover that i i went ahead and i took uh liberty to, to in the under 29 and a half i think Ole miss shuts them down a little bit yeah i mean it this is kind of one just we, we say it a lot. It's like, maybe find a better game. I don't know. It it, it does seem kind of like Ole Miss has been playing tough SEC teams every week. Now they get Liberty. It could go one of two ways. They're really fine-tuned, and they'll just kick their ass, or they may let down a little bit. I think they're ready to play here. I I went back and forth on this one as well. I took Ole Miss, you know, minus the nine and a half. I, I think they beat them by more than that. But I do, too. If they're ready to play, I think they do. I don't think Liberty's that good. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, I, I don't either. I think they, they were a little bit overrated based on last year. 
All right, let's move on to the Big Ten. Illinois, schizophrenic Illinois. You never know what you're going to get from them one week to the next. Uh, they go on the road this weekend to play number 20, Minnesota, 6-2. and two. Uh, and, and Mark says, uh, how is Minnesota in the top 25, two losses and who have they beat? And they also lost to a terrible bowling green team earlier in the year. Uh, right. of course the other lost Ohio state, nothing wrong with that, but, uh, you know, I think they're playing pretty well. Um, I, I don't know what Illinois is really. Um, it seems to me like Minnesota is a little bit overrated, but I think they're going to take care of Illinois. Don't you? Oh, definitely. The one thing we know about Illinois is they can't score. You know, they they have trouble scoring. Yes. Uh, You're asking, why are they in the top 25? Good question. And the other question is, why are they number 20 in the playoff committees? Uh, Right. Yeah. That's the dumbest one. It's not the number 20. You got to put somebody at 25. My God. Yeah. It's pretty hard to find one. But 20 in the playoff thing, you know. I, I think they cover this. It's at home. If the game was in Illinois, I would have another opinion. I do think Minnesota is going to, it's going to become down to them in Wisconsin on the other side of that West, uh, that big 10 uh, deal. I think they're getting better. I've been high on them all year. I think uh, they're decent. So yeah, I think they're going to cover this one. It's amazing how it, it looked like Minnesota, especially after the loss of Bowling Green was just buried. And then Wisconsin, we buried right off the bat. And now here they come back. And I do think that side of the big 10 is going to come down to those two teams. Yeah. So it's really odd how we've come full circle there. It is. And it tells you whoever comes out of that is probably going to get their ass kicked in the big Ten <laughs> championship game. Because that we're game, not talking about that with the other side of it. You if know? they get through that, and uh, Minnesota's got to go to Iowa next week, uh, the uh, game will be in Minnesota, too. The Minnesota-Wisconsin game. Yeah, yeah. So that would be – I mean, they could be – I mean, that's a toss-up game, I think. Yeah, it is. There, there are two teams that are pretty similar. But anyway, we can talk about that one next week. Right. Um, we'll, we'll go on, though, for this week. I don't, I'm not going to talk about Pittsburgh and Duke because there are two no. things. I don't care about the game. And Pittsburgh still being in the top 25 after losing, losing to Miami is a joke. So I'm going to skip yes. that one. This, this one's very interesting. Open your ears, Magic, because the Michigan State Spartans are 8-0 and and control their own destiny to make the playoffs. They're number mm-hmm. three in the initial rankings. They still got tough games left, too. This one's tricky. They go to Purdue. Purdue's 5-3. and three. They're not a very good team, but they're not awful either. It is at home. Purdue has already beaten a top 25 team this year. It was Iowa. I don't know if you want to count that, but they did win the game. It was at Iowa. Michigan State, only a three-point favorite in the spot. What do you think? Kind of interesting, don't you think? The number three team in the country is a three-point favorite? (laughs) The number three team in the country, a three-point favorite on the road against Purdue. Number three in the playoffs is a three-point favorite over yeah. a five and three. Yeah, that just shows how – this is crazy. Yeah. I'd be scared to death if I was a Michigan State fan, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I would. It's a trap game for sure. You are coming off the biggest win you've had in a while. Yep. Purdue has shown that they can beat people. Yep. Well, they're not bad at all. Uh, I think Michigan State beats them pretty easy. I really do. I would be scared if they don't turn a ball over and the pressure hadn't got to them. I think they win by 10 or so in this one. Here's the deal with me on this one. When everybody is telling you all week, this is a trap. It's usually not because you have your, you it's, you've got the attention, you know, 
hey guys, it's a trap. It's a trap. Well, then they're going to focus. You know, the true trap game would be like going to Illinois this weekend, right? Well, like, yeah. we're just going to beat the shit out of them. Who cares? And, and and then next week they play Maryland. But that's a true trap. Play Ohio yeah. State. That's your trap, right there. So the other thing that leads me a little bit on this: uh, Wisconsin went into Purdue after Purdue beat Iowa. Yeah. And thumped them. Yeah. So I think Michigan State's going to do the same thing. Yeah, I, I'm taking Michigan or Michigan State. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan State. I I, I think they're beating pretty easy. I watched a lot of that Wisconsin game because I bet uh, the team total over for Purdue, and they had to score one touchdown in the second half to get over, and they scored zero. So, <laughs> so I watched the whole second half and was like, I hate these bastards. So. <laughs> So, no, I'm, I'm not going to go with them. Uh, we we kind of mentioned Cincinnati, uh, the problems they have. They're number six. And we mentioned they play Tulsa this week. So, not, not going to get much credit for this one. 22-and-a-half-point uh, favorite at home. I lean Cincinnati here because I think you're going to get a motivated team that's going to try yeah. to kill teams like this. So, yeah. where, what do you think of this one? Well, I think they're going to. I, I totally agree with you. Since the rating, uh, the rankings came out, they're probably going to win by thirty-five or forty, but ain't going to do them one damn bit of good. <laughs> That's the problem. So no, it's not. But I, I do. I think you've seen a Cincinnati team the last uh, a little bit two weeks that the Navy yeah. game and then the Tulane game, kind of just messing around. Knew they were better, not real focused. I think that comes to an end with this ranking. I, I think they to. definitely are going to turn it back on. I I, I, I think Tulsa is going to have a long day. Let's move on. Navy, who historically gives Notre Dame all they want. They go to Notre Dame this weekend. Notre Dame number 10 at 7-1. and one. They need some help, obviously, but they just keep winning, keep playing decent football every week. A 21-point favorite for Notre Dame against the Navy team. They are 2-6, and six, but they're playing a lot better. Remember, right. they played Cincinnati within a touchdown. Uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, they won last week against Tulsa at Tulsa. What do you think about this one? They never beat Navy by more than 21. Yeah, exactly. Ever. This is one of those games for Notre Dame. Historically, they struggle mm-hmm. with it's kind of a game where, you know, they overlook them a little bit. The option that Navy runs will bother Notre Dame, I think, some. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where Notre Dame has problems with them. I would take Navy plus the points in this one. And I'm, I'm wrong, but I would. I'm the this, same. I'll, t- this I'll take Navy. This, right. And this isn't a powerhouse Notre Dame team. Yeah. You know, they, they're good. They're mm-hmm. good. But they're not overwhelming anywhere on the field. So, yeah. I mean, I, they're going to win. But 21 is a lot of points. I'll never forget this. And <laughs> this is funny. I just was sitting here thinking of this. Uh in 2009, when Zenyatta won the Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita, uh, we were at Bally's uh, Sportsbook in Las Vegas, and Notre Dame and Navy were playing. Charlie Weiss was a coach at Notre Dame, and everybody was betting Navy plus. I, they were like 13 and a half probably that day or something. And Heather got drunk and bet Navy straight uh, with the money line, that Navy money line. <laughs> The game went into like four or five overtimes, and Navy beat them. And I think they were like something like five, like four or four or five to one to win the game. <laughs> she was about passed out by the time the game was over, and we were going nuts watching that. I'll never forget that. That brings back memories. I can't believe it's on the same weekend, Breeders' Cup again. Yeah, so. 
That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. All right, we'll move on from that one. Uh, Oklahoma State, uh, they, they, they rebound over the tough Kansas team last week and get a win. They're 11 in the poll, 7-1 overall. They go to West Virginia, who beat Iowa State last week uh, at West Virginia and try to make it two in a row against a ranked opponent. Uh, Oklahoma State, three-and-a-half-point favorite here. Where are you leaning in this one? Well, here we go, number 11. Playing yeah. Playing four team. Only a three and a half point favorite. Now I will say they did they did beat a ranked team last weekend. So that's true. So I think that's, that's part. Of it. Yeah, and West Virginia has played decent. They've got a uh, terrible loss uh, to Tech yeah. at home. God, you know they'd like to have that one back because they could be five and three mm-hmm. real easy. So Morgantown is a difficult place to go play and win a game. Uh, it's a two thirty time, so at least it's not at night. Yep, I'm I'm pretty high on Oklahoma State. I I really am. I I've I've been impressed with them all year. They're winning differently this year. Used to they outscored people. Now they mm-hmm. stop them. And I think their defense is pretty good. And I've seen West Virginia in person. Their offense is not real good. I think the Cowboys win this game and and cover. I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I, I think I think West Virginia has got their full attention. Or you know, Oklahoma State is is you know they, they're they're going to be focused against West Virginia after that win last week for them. And yeah. the Cowboys have got it all right there in front of them. They've got a they chance do. to make a run here. So yeah, I'm going to go the same way as you on that one. All right, Baylor. Uh, they'll go on the road this weekend. They're another team, seven and one. They debut at number twelve in the rankings. They go on the road to take on TCU at three and five. Without Gary Patterson, that's right. Gary Patterson fired mid-season at TCU after all he had done for that program. I think you and I both agree it was about time for him to go, but you hate to see it in the middle of the season like that. Uh, We saw a team last week uh, live and in person, Texas Tech, playing without their coach, and it was bad. Does TCU show up with the same kind of effort here? What do you think? You know, we don't know what's going on down there, and we don't know how those players – I've heard some stuff where he's too mean. You know, he's old school. He's too yeah. mean. I don't know whether that's true. I heard Bob Stoops talking about this right before we came on. I saw him talking about it, mm-hmm. and he made a very good point. There's a statue of Gary Patterson outside the stadium at TCU, a statue yeah. of the man they fired before the season ever ends. Yeah. What we've come down to, mm-hmm. you know – I I don't understand it because they they could have waited till the end of the season and let him go ahead and coach this team, you know, under normal circumstances. Didn't do it. And he took the high road and, and they gave him a chance to finish the season. And he said, no, I'm out of here. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't hang around either. I don't think I don't know where TCU's. This is one of those games again. We don't know what the players are going through down there. We don't know what their emotions are. If they like him, I'd say they'll come out and play their ass off. But we don't know. So I I, I think Baylor wins this game. I would have I would have given TCU more of a chance if this hadn't happened. I don't give them much of a chance now. The big problem with me. TCU, they just aren't very good this year. You no, know, and I, even if none of this happened, I, I wouldn't have given them a chance. So I am going to go Baylor. I think, you know, I think they cover this one pretty easily. Yeah, tough, tough situation there uh, with Gary Patterson. Um, they hadn't been very good for a while, but at the same no. time, pretty much built that program. So it's I, mean, a, I think they probably started tuning him out. 
I think they probably did. They're, they're just they weren't the same the last couple of years. You know, they used yeah. to be hard nosed defensive teams. They're yep. not anymore. Yep. That's and that's just it. You join the Big Twelve, you can't play defense anymore. That's <laughs> they used to be really good defensively, but yeah, yeah, cons- consistently get worse every year. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. This one, like you kind of mentioned earlier, this is the game of the week. Probably Auburn goes on the road to play Texas A and M, number thirteen versus number fourteen. Both teams are six and two. A and M, a four and a half point favorite in this one. Uh, it's it's a it's a big game. Auburn back to back big games here. What do you think about this one? I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, I like Auburn a lot. I'm not that high on AM, but I did, they did beat Alabama. So, yeah, they've done something. I think it's going to be a great game. I think Auburn got a major break when you look at the time of this game. Yes. 2 30, yep. and it's not at night. Yep. College Station at night is crazy. And it's crazy anytime, but mm-hmm. it's, especially crazy at night. So I think Auburn got a little bit of a break there. Uh, they got a big win last week over uh, Ole Miss. Held them to 20, Yep, which is pretty impressive, although Ole Miss moved the ball on them a lot and was kind of lucky they held them to 20. But they still did. Not sold on A&M's defense or offense at all. They only scored 35 at Missouri. Mm-hmm. And everybody scores a lot at Missouri. And they scored 44 against Ho-hum, South Carolina, who really cares? Yeah. I'm picking Auburn. I think they're going to beat them. I'm taking Auburn plus the four and a half. I don't know if they win outright or not, but I think it's a tight game. I think these two teams are very similar. They're they're the yeah. second level of the SEC, similar bunch. We'll see. I, I, I think it's going to get close. Listen, Bo Nix at times this year has, has looked like a really good quarterback. Yes. And at, at times he has it. But he's played pretty well on the road this year as well. I, I think Auburn uh, is going to be able to cover this one. So That's going to be a good one. Yep. Yep. Let's move on. Uh, I'm not going to cover Idaho State at BYU. I don't think so. <laughs> we can skip that one. I'm skipping Wisconsin and Rutgers. So. If you, if you want to take a nap on Saturday, try <laughs> to flip this game on. It's on the Big Ten Network because that will be a snooze fest. Yep. Okay, let's talk about dumb rankings for a second. Yes. Mississippi State is number 17 in the opening college football uh, playoff rankings at five and three. I don't even think they've sniffed the top 50 of the AP poll all year long, but they're 17 in this one. They go to Fayetteville, take on Arkansas, who's also five and three. By the way, that number 17 team, according to the college football playoff, a five point underdog against the Razorbacks this week. As they go to Fayetteville, this is a big game. Uh, both these teams need a win here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be entertaining. What do you think about this? Well, oh, sure, this is going to be a good one. You know, I saw that ranking and I looked at it like five times, and I said, it's got to be a miss. Where did that come from? That makes no sense at all. You know, yeah. I guess they beat Texas A&M. You know, they beat Old Jimbo, so that gets you in the top twenty-five. I don't know. <laughs> That's the nuttiest. Yeah. I, I just, I, I couldn't believe that. Uh. I don't think Mississippi State's that that good, although they did beat. Well, wait a minute, they beat Kentucky last week too, didn't they? Yeah, that's, that's another reason they're in there, I guess. Uh, I don't think Arkansas's that good either. This is just one of those games you just kind of go with what you think kind of happens, and usually mm-hmm. Mississippi State doesn't win this kind of game. Yep, you're right. This is a big one for both teams. Because you get to six and three, you're bowl eligible. 
you know, you got a chance to win seven, maybe eight. That's mm-hmm. pretty good for these two programs, especially in Arkansas that's been struggling over the last few years. Huge game for the Hogs. I think they're going to be ready. Uh, the five points. That's the problem. A little too much. Yep. I think I think they're going to win, but I think I'd take Mississippi State. And I'm taking Mississippi State plus the five. And, yeah. and I, I have the same kind of logic as you. I, I think Arkansas definitely can win. I, I just think it's going to be a tight game. And if I think the game's going to be tight, give me the team that's getting the points. And so, yeah, Mississippi State for me. All right, let's move on to the next one on the list, North Carolina State and Florida State. You know what? No, we're not going to do that one. How about this one? LSU and Alabama. Alabama, number two in the country, as we pointed out. LSU, four and four, another team that fired her coach midseason. Uh, well, sort of. He's finishing, he's finishing yeah, out the year. Weirdest thing ever. 28 and a half point favorite Alabama. Boy, remember when this game used to be great? Not yeah. so much anymore. Make make LSU Alabama great again, right? I don't know. I think <laughs> I think Alabama. Let's not go there. I don't want yeah. to. Okay. I think Alabama covers this fairly easily. What about you? Oh, wow, I do too. I, I I was I started to say I wonder when the last time they've been a 28 and a half point favorite over LSU, and it may have been last year. Yeah, it might might have been because probably, LSU. yeah here yeah. um yeah it's hard to believe lsu's got a 28 and a half point underdog isn't it it is they've yeah. fallen in just a couple of years yeah uh, i think alabama does whatever they want i don't see lsu putting up much of a fight 28 and a half's a lot i i would go ahead and take alabama i think wouldn't you i think alabama will kill them yeah, I really do. And I, like I said, I don't think this Alabama team is is near what they've been last, especially last year. That was a machine last year. But, you know, even in recent time, I, I three, four years, I think this is one of their worst teams. I put that in quotation marks because it's still a really, really good team. Oh, it is. They're not a dominant team this year, but they will dominate this game. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think Alabama yeah. rolls. Uh, Mark makes a good point down there, and I don't know whether you've seen that. Oh, the Mississippi, yeah, Mississippi State point. He, that, he said Mississippi right. State would be six and two. Memphis refs on the punt return down. If you listen to this show, Papa Dude had a rant about oh. that one. So yeah, they I should be six about and that, two. Mark. You're right. Yeah, yeah, they should. Be I remember there. when that happened. We made that observation that down the road, yeah, from Mississippi State team, that is a huge uh, screwing they got. There's no other way to put it. That's yeah, because a team like that, wins are hard to come by. They are. And when you're getting judged as a head coach in the SEC yeah. and they're looking at your body of work, you know, a nine and three just looks better than an eight and four. It well, that's a simple. good example right there, too. And I know I'm getting old, but people forget when you look at five and three, that's what you see five and three. You don't see six and two. Right. You know, and even me, and I'm a Mississippi State fan because I like Leach. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. And I, I, that's totally slipped my mind too. So that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. What we're talking about. Yep. All right. Let's move on uh, to another team that kind of fits that Mississippi state, Arkansas type of mold, trying to get out of the seven and five, eight and fours and get into it like a nine and three, 10 and two that's Kentucky. They've lost two in a row. Uh, they get home for this game. Uh, they're still ranked number 18. They're six and two. They host Tennessee at four and four, this is even. This game is a, a pick 'em, basically. Here, I'm going Kentucky. I think they bounce back this week. What about you? I do too. I think they will. 
Uh, I picked that game last week uh, I, as one of my upset specials. I thought that was a tough game for Kentucky to go in there to Starkville and win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a huge, huge game for the Wildcats. Yeah. You know, they get this one and they got a shot. You know, let, let me check here real, 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 real fast if I can find it real quick. Okay. Uh, of their schedule. I know it's not too Shuffles tough. his papers around. Folks. Oh, I got 100. Okay, here's their last three games. If they can get this one, they go to 7-2. and two. Okay. Next week, they go to Vanderbilt. So that should be a win. Mm-hmm. And they have New Mexico State at home. I mean, they're terrible. So there's nine. And then they end up with a, a rivalry game with Louisville, and that yep. could go away. Nine wins in Kentucky? That's a lot. Yep. Ten? 10, what a season. Yep. And so this is huge for them. They're better than Tennessee. And I found a, a booking where you get them for a point. They're favored by a point, and I took them. I think they're going to win this one. I do, too. I do, too. And like I said, 10-2 and two at Kentucky, that's how you get a statue built uh, right. <laughs> for, for, for stoops there. And so. a big pay raise. And a big pay raise or a new job. <laughs> that would be the smartest he, thing for him. Get the hell out know, of there. But. He likes it there. I, I he and you ever you notice he's never mentioned for some of these jobs. It's weird. It's I don't weird. get it. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know why that would be. Um, know. You know, he he was a defensive coordinator at Florida State. You think he would be yeah. mentioned for that? You know, not that it's open right now, but it, it probably will be again. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. He wasn't mentioned last time it was open. That's oh. weird. Yeah, I don't know. He's got the he's got the last name. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's got yeah, that's he's a, coaching that would... the SEC and made Kentucky a pretty tough out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kentucky went to Georgia and not that the game was like competitive, but it was better than a lot of the teams that have played. Almost all the teams that have played. It is better than all the teams. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I I agree with this right here. Lexington is a great place. It it is. It is one of the best places. Horse racing, bourbon and a friendly college town. I I would live in Lexington. He may be a bourbon drinker. Who knows? He, he looks like he might be. Russ uh, Russ chimes in, says Mississippi State plus five. He's got no confidence in the Hogs this week. So yeah, he's a he's like us. He's pessimistic, but he's yeah, like, I know he always is negative about yeah, the racer. I love that about you, Russ. <laughs> I mean, Russ bet Arkansas Pine Bluff over two and a half. Got us on it, and they scored. Three, <laughs> they got so it. They did it. <laughs> got to thank Russ for that bet that week. Oh, that, that was great. great. Uh, all right, uh, I'm going to let you talk about this for 20 seconds. Or I would have skipped it. it in, I, I can do it in five. Okay. It's your Hawkeyes who've lost two in a row, embarrassingly. They go to Northwestern. Western. I think they win. Your Hawkeyes for five. Okay. I think they win, but they don't cover. Good enough. We'll move on. <laughs> uh, Boise State, Fresno State. I'm not, I don't care about that one. Oregon goes to Washington. Oregon's number four. They go on the road to Washington. Uh, and Oregon, just a seven-point favorite. Here's another team in the top four, a single-digit favorite on the road against a four-and-four team. So it kind of shows you what Vegas thinks of these rankings. Uh, what do you think here? Washington's been up and down. Yeah. Oregon probably should should beat them. But what do you think? I almost took Washington in this one. I thought about it, too. I think it's their Super Bowl. Yeah. Or their bowl game or whatever. I think they're going to give Oregon all they want. Now, Oregon's got their number. That's the thing. They beat on, I think, 14 out of 16 times, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for some reason, the, the total points are not – I can't find them anywhere on this game. Never did. Find yeah, them. they never came up. I don't know why that would be. I don't get that. Yeah. Uh, 
I hope they beat the shit out of them. That'd be so funny, wouldn't it? If they beat <laughs> it would be funny. But it would take this playoff committee off the hook. Oregon, uh, they probably would drop to what, number five? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just chicken to bet it because Washington's offense is so bad that yeah. I just – that this leaves me out. So I'm, I, I'm not going to bet anything on this one. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I, I, I don't know what Oregon is week to week. I do agree with the, the, your one thing that you said that I really do agree with. It, it does seem like Washington gets an opportunity to kind of salvage a disappointing season against a pretty overrated team that they should be able to match up with here. So I uh-huh. do think they come out really, really motivated to try to get yeah. a win. I'm just going to watch this one. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, well, I don't know if I, 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 I'm on the fence with this one. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and introduce the game. So you get, get your thoughts, Indiana two and six, they are awful. They go to Michigan, who's at number seven at seven and one. Michigan, a 20 point favorite. I about said Michigan here because I just think Indiana is not very good. But can Michigan get back up for this game after a heartbreaker last week? That's the problem. That's the problem with that. Yeah. They should beat them easy. I think they will. I, I do. I, I, I think Harbaugh's pretty good at that kind of stuff. And, uh, that would be the only thing that would keep this from being a blowout. Yeah, and I think I, I think just to put it bluntly, they're kind of used to this, right? Like trying to bounce back after losing to a rival, they do it often. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't think that'll be much of a game. Indiana is a very disappointing team. They're just not very. The good. other thing is, though, they do go to Penn State next week. Yeah, so yeah. they that this could be tough. Okay, let's move on to the – no, I'm not going to talk about that one, actually. I don't care about San Diego State and Hawaii. Let's move on to the NFL, how about, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll go on to tonight's game. That's right. There's a game going on tonight. The New York Jets, who won last week. They're up 2-5. and five. Now they go on the road to take on the Colts, coming off a heartbreaking loss against Tennessee at 3-5. and five. All right, what do you think here? Jets, Colts, Colts, a 10.5. That's a lot of points in the NFL, especially with a team that's kind of struggling to score points. Who are you taking in this one? Let's do this one in five seconds. Okay. Because who cares? A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Jets plus the points. I'm going to take the Jets Jets plus the points and then throw up right after I said that. Yeah. That? <laughs> and I will not watch it. I have a well, I'm not going to watch it either. I have a feeling I'll get on my phone when it's about half and say, let's see if the Jets are covering, and it'll be like 24 to nothing, Colts. And I'll say, well, that was really smart. Hey, we got to pick a game here for Mark. Betting the Jets. What? Uh, let's see. Colorado State at Wyoming. In yeah, the-, the wheels have fallen off the wagon for Wyoming. 4 0 to 4 and 4. But rivalry game this week against Colorado State. What do you think? And the bronze boot is on the line, he says. The bro- oh, where, oh, where does he say that? It's up there on the next one above. Oh, there. okay. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Well, I think I saw somewhere where Colorado State was favored in this game. So okay. I don't think they're going to win. I'll take Wyoming, Mark. All right. Wyoming trying to get back and, and, and stop that game losing streak. We'll see what happens there. Jets stay hot, Russ says. So, <laughs> And then Carson Wentz will keep the Jets in the game. So well, I think Indy's going to win. I think Indy's going to win. But 10 and a half, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Mark says CSU a three and a half point favorite in that game. So Wyoming all the way, Mark. (laughs) We'll see. They want that that boot. 
that's an, one game I can guarantee you I won't be watching, Mark. Sorry. No offense. But I <laughs> got a lot going on Saturday. Yes, you um, do. Here's another game I'd like to not watch, but I know I will painfully do it because I'm stupid. The Cleveland Browns go on the road this will week. Will you be home by then? Will you be home by then? Um, I think I will be in the air during this game. Oh. Trying to do the time. Not, I might be in Houston by the time this game oh. kicks off, actually. I don't know. I'll be traveling. All right. The Browns go to Cincinnati, take on the Bengals. Bengals like, what? The Bengals are a two-and-a-half-point favorite here. I, I, that's crazy. I think they could win this game double digits. Uh, I'm taking Cincinnati. You can tell by my rant Monday and my sound of my voice here. I'll take the Bengals. What do you got here? Same thing. I think the Bengals, uh, well, two and a half is not much. No. So if you think they're going to win, you know, you take them. Yep. Well, this, this is Cleveland's last stand. Yeah. So will that mean anything? I don't well, know. I, now LBJ is probably not going to play, I wouldn't think, uh, after the drama sure. that's going on there. That might be the key of the Browns being good again because uh, in games OBJ's in, they suck. And in games yeah. he's not in, they play really good. Well, so. and for you Mayfield, Mayfield haters. Mm-hmm. Jared, are you listening? The Browns Jared's listening. have made a stand. Say it again. I, I got people yelling at me. Say it again. The Braves have made a, made a or not the Braves. The Browns <laughs> have made a stand on this. They've told OBJ to hit the road. Yes. Yep. He's bickering about Mayfield. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is when, when so they have made a stand. It um, is interesting that they've taken the side of Mayfield, but when a player comes out against another player over social media, it's hard to take the stand of we're going to go against the player that's getting made fun of on our true. team. So <laughs> if you'll remember when they signed him two years ago, I said to you, that's mm-hmm. the dumbest thing they've ever done. You did. I, you yeah. never have that guy on my team. It's yeah. all about him. He could care less yeah. about the team. Yep. That's true. Yep. So he needs to go to the Raiders or somewhere like that. <laughs> well, the Raiders need a wide receiver. So, yeah. well, somebody will sign him because they're stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He see, will get signed. They see his talent. Yeah. And they say, oh, we got to have him. Yeah. He ain't worth a shit if he can't contribute. And he can't. Well, the bottom line is, he, he, I've never really had anything against him, and I get his frustrations. But when I'm watching the game last week, and you know Mayfield throws him a great pass, and all he has to do is go up and get it, and it's a touchdown, and they take the lead, and it's late in the game, and he just half-ass goes up with one hand and then try to catch it. It's yeah. like, well, that one's on you, you know. I mean, if you're an elite player, you go up and catch that ball. So. I won't. I won't cry when he's gone, and he's definitely gone. And, and Mark says, "I stand by pre- my preseason comment with you guys. OBJ is a cancer. They need to move on. Yeah, it would be, it would be better off for both." Russ says he's going to be at this game. Are you talking about Cincinnati and uh, Cleveland? Russ? I think he's talking be... about Dallas. Are you talking about <laughs> no? Oh, maybe he's talking about Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking about yeah. Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Because Dallas on the screen. All right, we'll talk about Dallas. The uh, this could be crazy. The, the the Broncos go on the road to Dallas. Dallas is a ten point favorite in this game. Broncos are four and four, um, still halfway in the division as far as the record goes. But I think Dallas covers this one easy. Yeah, Russ says I'm gonna be at Dallas. Uh, what do you think about this one? Is Dak gonna play? It seems like he's gonna be back. Yeah. Uh, they they're gonna roll Denver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. We don't even talk anymore about it. If they're so ready that, to get that's, back to my point, that's a true trap game. When everybody goes, Oh, you're going to roll them. That's, that's true. That's a trap game. Not yeah. the, the game that everybody goes, Oh, this is a trap. That's not the one, right? So yeah. this is the one where they might you know, true. not play very well, but I'm with you logically. Listen, Denver is bad there. How that team has won four games. It's beyond me. Speaking of bad, <laughs> Has there ever been a worse game in NFL history than the one and seven Texans at the one and seven Dolphins? Uh, maybe not, right? This I think, I, I, mean, I think what would be interesting, interesting is the winner of this then goes on to play Detroit for the toilet bowl. That would be great. It, yeah, no, right. put Detroit and Jacksonville in the other side. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. four team. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's a horrible game horrible that's a, yeah that is a horrible game this one kind of i think should be too I, this is interesting if you like the saints and you think that the that whoever they throw out there at quarterback if it's simeon uh this week is who it looks like if the falcons uh if you like simeon and you think and think he can move the ball six and a half point favorite over the falcons who are just gosh they're just up and down like crazy yeah. What do you think? Can the Falcons pull a little bit of an upset, or do the Saints keep it rolling? Well, again, we don't know what this kid can do. And I've I heard mean, we that, do know what he can do. He's yeah, disgustingly heard, average is how I would describe him. Yeah, I've heard Taysom Hill back in the picture this week. Yeah, that's the thing. He, he it's possible. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd take the Falcons and the points. Yeah. I think I would. All right. Think of the interesting ones. These suck. Russ, Russ says he's taking the Falcons as well. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right. We'll move on here. Raiders and the Giants. Yeah. I mean, this is a big game, though. It is. We, we do need to talk about this one. The Raiders are a three-point favorite. They go on the road to play the Giants. Well, the Raiders are still in really good position. And you, you look at these other teams in this division, and they just they're, – they're not playing very well. The Chiefs, the Chiefs did beat the Giants. They didn't play very well. Um, you know, San Diego's lost two in a row, excuse me, Los Angeles lost two in a row. So now the Raiders are sitting up there in a good spot. Listen, though, Gruden, that, that whole thing happened. Now the rugs thing happened. Can this team continue to stay focused? I don't know. And this is a huge game for them. Yeah. If they're going to win the division, they have to win this one. You know, yep. you can't lose these games and win your division. Yep. You just can't. I, I don't know what kind of distraction that other thing is. I don't know. I think I think NFL players deal with this kind of stuff a lot. I don't know if that'll bother them or not. Yeah. Um, three points. Golly, they're better than that, aren't they? God, you would think they're going to cover this, but I, I think the distraction part of it has a yeah. lot to do with the line. I do too. And the Giants played good in Kansas City the other night, so. There, there are times the Giants don't look that bad. That's right. And there are times they it looks like they cannot beat either. I know. The problem with the Giants is if you're going to take them here, you're basically saying I'm counting on Daniel Jones to go out and win this game because they don't have anybody anybody left. No. They're hurt or they're you know. I can't do that, so I'll take the Raiders here. If they were playing anybody decent, I would go somewhere else. But I do right. think they're going to win here. But I, it's 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 either way. It's All right, team. huge game for the for the Patriots. They mm -hmm. kind of started to get things going. They go on the road to play the Panthers. The Panthers got a big win last weekend and get back into it a little bit. New England, a three and a half point favorite here. Both teams four and four. I mean, like I said, pivotal game. Who you got in this one? This is a sneaky good game. 
yeah. right here. Two four and four teams. Uh, I'm I'm a New England fan, so I'm going with the pa- uh, Patriots. I'm starting to believe in them. I think they cover. I'm with you. I think they keep it going. I, I think they've got their eyes set on a wild card. I, I really think they're getting things That's going. Fine. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to win this one as well. Uh, Bills and the Jags, no reason to talk about that one. That should be pretty easy for the Bills. Uh, Vikings-Ravens, it's a big game. The Ravens uh, coming off a bye, a six-point favorite at home against the Vikings, who just, gosh, they're three and four, and it feels like they should be much better. But uh, six points, it's a lot, I think. Uh, I think the Vikings will have some success on defense in this game. Where are you leaning here? Well, the Vikings are three and four because that's what they are, you know. Yeah. yeah. They win, they don't. Yeah. Uh, the line is six. Ravens had a week off. I think they cover. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I kind of think the Ravens cover here as well. I think the Vikings, and I'll throw this up. Uh, Vikes are done. Don't bet them. I think that loss last week was a real backbreaker yeah, because they needed to win that game. They could really get some momentum going mm-hmm. to lose that one. Now you got to turn around and go to Baltimore. It's a tough ask. Uh, Kirk cousin, the, the tribe has spoken time to vote him off. The ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's been grossly average for a while now. Um, so yeah, he's, he, it, you know, we kind of talked about him. I think I was on Monday show. And quarterbacks like him that he's good enough to get the coach fired basically mm-hmm. like he's good enough to give all the fans hope but he's not good enough to really get you to the next yep. level so that's where he's at all right uh chargers and the eagles another huge game and again that division is wide open in the afc west uh you know other than maybe denver i think the other three teams have got about an equal shot to win it chargers are just a one and a half point favorite on the road against uh, philadelphia you know two weeks ago we thought well, hell, Philadelphia's phoned it in. Then they beat the hell out of Detroit. But it was Detroit. Can they come back? I, I, to me, I think the Chargers cover this. I, I cover this pretty easy. What do you think? I think it's interesting. The line's only a point and a half, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I think they. I think they do too. Uh, I'm pretty trades and stuff, and they're hanging in there pretty tough. They really are. Yeah, I think the Chargers cover it. They better. They have to win this game, or or they're going to sink down. I think that's they the thing. I, I I think they are. I it's not desperation mode, but you have no, to go close. win. Yeah, and I think that that motivation gets the job done there. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, this. Became extremely interesting. It was already a really interesting game. Now it, it really is. Aaron Rodgers out with COVID. That is the big news for this one. As the seven and one Packers go on the road once again this week to take on the four and four Chiefs. We said, hey, the Chiefs got to win, but they still didn't look very good here. But they get a big break now. The Chiefs are now a seven and a half point favorite with Aaron Rodgers out. But if you remember, the whole thing that started uh, this controversy with, controversy with Aaron Rodgers was the Packers drafted Love to be the future quarterback. Well, That's right. he gets his chance here. What do you make of this game now that Rodgers is out? Well, I've done a little bit of – I read a little bit on this. I didn't really understand the significance of the fact that he's not vaccinated. I don't know whether you want to get into this or not. But. Well, I don't know. I don't know. This story broke when we were working on breeder stuff and traveling. I have not followed it. So go ahead. Well, the NFL's got all these protocols for players that are not vaccinated. There's rules that they uh-huh. are supposed to follow if they're not vaccinated. Okay? okay. He didn't follow any of them. 
Really? The Packers might be getting fined and might get in big trouble over this because he's not the only one. There was a couple of other Packers players that aren't vaccinated that weren't following the protocols that are set by the NFL. Okay. Okay. And these guys are employed by the NFL. Right. They're getting paid. So he was, he was supposed to wear a mask around other people. He couldn't be in rooms of any more than three in meetings. There's just a whole long list of stuff that was being violated. And the NFL's investigating this. So how much of a distraction is this in Green Bay amongst yeah. the team? I'm wondering. I don't know. Uh, it's a very interesting situation. And uh, so anyway, had he been vaccinated, he could have played in this game. If he would have te- he would have had to take tests, they would have had to be negative and blah, right. blah. It, no, it said if he was asymptomatic, he yeah, could have played yeah. had he been vaccinated. So he kind of led us to believe he was vaccinated. He never really said that. He kind of beat, beat around the bush. Being uh-huh. kind of selfish, if you ask me. But that's just my opinion. So anyway, how's this affecting Green Bay? I don't know. Yeah, That's the unknown. Well, you get your chance here uh, if you're Green Bay. You know, you you get your chance to to, to show out your quarterback here against a defense that's that's pretty weak. Um, uh, I'm still going to take the I'm going to take the Packers plus the seven and a half. I think they'll have success moving the ball. The Chiefs did not cover against the Giants last week. You got to think the Packers yeah. are going to be better than what the Giants threw well, out there. I think the I think qu- the Packers still cover this. Yeah, I think the question comes. Or is can they run the ball? How good is the Green Bay running game? Yeah, because they were pretty good against Arizona. Yes, <laughs> yes, and they were, um, you know, they were down a couple of players in that game. Here's yeah. the thing with Green Bay that if they aren't totally distracted by this, if there's not crap going on that we don't know about within the Green Bay facility, you know, there's yeah. all kinds of stuff could be going on. They're focused. And they're ready. They're Green Bay. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to play extremely well. They've lost the, the guy that makes it work. It's the only thing. We don't know anything about Jordan Love. He just hasn't played very much. Yeah. So I'm with you. I think seven and a half is too much. The best line, though, is I think you're probably going to take it, is the Green Bay uh, over 20 and a half points. Yeah. I, I definitely think they'll get over that. Yeah, I think that's the best bet on the on the docket uh, yeah. for this game. Yeah, yeah. It's if Jordan Love can make. It's like Mark said. If Jordan Love can make a play or two, he's going to have to make a play. They're not going to beat uh, the Chiefs if he doesn't. Here's the deal: they Rogers is like the difference maker between winning and losing. But mm-hmm. we're not talking about that. That's we're talking about covering seven and a half points and scoring yeah. twenty and a half on the Chiefs. Love is capable of doing that. Is he capable of going there and beating the Chiefs? Probably not, but well, he's capable of keeping it close, I guarantee well, you. Let's put it another way, too. The Chiefs just got a tremendous break, and they better take advantage of it. Well, if they lose this game, you might be able to stick a fork in the Chiefs. Yeah. Officially. I really, because we've been very careful not to say that because we know what they're capable of. Oh, yeah. But if you lose this one, you, it's officially. Yeah. panic time you know it, it's not concern it's panic time for for the Chiefs because the right. problem is the Chiefs have games where it's like they're it looks like on paper yeah they can definitely win this or 
wow, they may not win at all. They have very tough games left, uh, sprinkled throughout some easy ones. So this is one they now have to win, no doubt about it. Yeah, they got all right. What's that? They got to win this one. Yeah, they have to win this one. Yeah, they have to win this one. All right, let's move on. Uh, we got three more to talk about before we wrap up the show here. Uh, the Cardinals coming off that loss to Green Bay. They're seven and one, uh, still still in really good shape, but they got to keep winning because the Rams are right there at seven and one as well. This week they go to the 49ers, three and four. 49ers have just had a, a struggle bus type of season. Arizona is just a one point favorite in this game. What do you think of the line on this one? Well, I've scratched my head on this one all week too. Are they thinking Kyler Murray might be banged up? That's the question mark. Just don't think Vegas is sold on the Cardinals. I don't think. Well, obviously they're not. We see this, yeah. Yeah, and it's this is do or die for the Niners. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can pretty much officially put a fork in them if they don't win this game. Yeah. So that's part of it. San Francisco's traditions a lot more than Arizona. I don't know. I I the Cardinals are better. See, the, the, the Niners have them, and they got the Rams next week at home. They win both those games. They're back in the hunt, yep. especially for a playoff or for a wild card. I don't think they're good enough, mm-hmm. you know, but you're right. The Cardinals have got to win. Yeah, they have to keep winning games. To win the division. You know, they're in good shape as far as wild card goes. One point, it's the same thing. You like the Cardinals, take them. Because yep. you're not going to get a better one than that. So yep. I think they're going to win, but boy, it won't surprise me if they don't. Yeah, I know. It's uh, Anytime we see a line like that, it, it, it gives you a little bit of pause for concern. I'm taking the Cardinals simply because I don't think San Francisco's good enough to beat no. them. I, they're just, they have just been very, very average, if not below average all no. year. All right. Now we get to the game of the week, but it kind of loses a little bit of luster because. Derrick Henry out uh, for this game. That's that's the bad news. Tennessee was really starting to build something, and they get the injury. They're still six and two. They go on the road to take on the Rams seven and one. Rams seven and a half point favorite here. I just gotta think it's gonna take some adjustment <laughs> to, to to get this thing righted for the Titans here. I, I think the Rams jump on them early and get the job done. You giving the Titans any chance? Well, I wrote in, in the article I wrote, I think Tennessee will eventually get it straightened out. You know, I think they will adjust and they're still going to win the division and, and make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But can they do it in like four or five days? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So. Their running back situation is, it's not good. The guy they got coming in, Jeremy McNichol has carried seven times all season long. I mean, they signed Adrian Peterson, but like they that's that's Adrian where Peterson. they're at, you know. And they're saying he might play. I know. Yeah. So how can he? What kind of shape does this guy just work out all the time? I mean, can you just come out of the backyard and play in the NFL? I don't know. That's what he's going to try to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I tell you, if he can get in shape and if he's got anything left, you know, we know the guy can play. Yeah. And the Titans' offense is set up perfectly for a running back like him. But yeah. he can't possibly be ready this week. So it's all on Tannehill. Yeah. You know, and he's not good enough to carry him this week. Yeah. Again, I think the Titans will get it straightened out before it's all over. I think they're a pretty classy bunch. But to go into L.A. this week, 
I don't think so. I don't. Uh, think yeah, so. LA will jump on him and, and get yeah. all over him. I, I'm with you. I think it's going to take some time to adjust. Yeah. And yeah, is there any bigger fall? Uh, when a guy gets hurt, then from Derrick Henry to what's next, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. And then your next guy is some guy nobody's well, ever heard of. that's carried it seven times yeah. an 80 year old Adrian Peterson. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and Henry's their personality. You know, yeah. he's, their guy. he's their guy. He's their personality. He's what they built everything around. Yeah. And you can't adjust to that. Yeah. One week. You just yeah. can't. Scott says, tease down the Ravens, the Rams, and the Chiefs. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I think that will be uh, interesting to see how that happens. Those are three teams that I think need to win, going to win. Setup looks pretty good for them. So yeah. I, I, I do kind of like that. Um, let's see. You want to save this great Monday night game for the show on Monday, or should we do it right now? It's your I think you need to save that. It's a tremendous game, and I think we need to save it. I'm going to save it just because it's Breeders' Cup week and I got 37 things to do. And <laughs> I need to have I the show. That, I was thinking that too. Yeah. So we will save that one uh, for Monday. All right. Let's go over the big ones, the top fives. We both kind of had some troubles this week. Uh, we thought this was a tough betting week. I'll let you go first. Your top fives on the screen now. You can take us through them. Well, this is my top five, but I don't like any of them. So <laughs> I, I texted you all ago and said, man, I can't find much I like. Usually yeah. two or three things jump out at me when I'm looking at them. And I had to dig and dig and dig, and I still couldn't find much. Right. And I really liked uh, this week. Uh, there's a scratch. I was going to ask you about the scratch that you were telling me about. I'm Mark just put it up there. I guess that's uh -huh. okay. Yeah. Um. Here's my here, here. Here they are. I I think the Steelers are going to cover the six and a half on Monday night. We didn't talk about it, but I think they they dominate the Bears. I think the Steelers are getting things straightened out. We talked about Kentucky. I'll take them to cover the one. Uh, Liberty to go under twenty nine point five. Missouri, come on, Tigers, you can score ten points. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, Penn State, I think wins, but I think they score under. 33 and a half. That's my big five for the week. All right. There's the five there. Uh, I, I, I liked them. I, I was with you. I had a little bit of trouble this week, man. I just, it, a lot of breeders cup stuff. And just, boy, I thought that I thought it was really tough. The good news for me, five and oh, last oh, week, I'm man, back man. for respectability, but the <laughs> bad news is I don't want to lose all that ground. I made up <laughs> with this week. So I'm really, let's see what, let's see what you got here. I really, I've stressed over this for too long. Uh, Navy over 13 and a half like. for the team total. I, they should like. score uh, some points this week against Notre Dame. I, I, and 13 and a half is very low. Uh, Houston over 34 and a half. I think they score a lot this week as they Who kind they of got? What's that? Who they play. Oh, uh, God. I knew you were going to ask me that. Wait, me man, I got it right here. Somewhere. Pull it up. I had it. And then it's uh, South Florida. That's right. Yes. Yeah, South Florida is not very good. No, so 34 and a half for Houston over. I like that one. Baylor minus six and a half. I just think the coaching situation there at TCU yeah. is not good. I think TCU is kind of in shambles. By the way, Baylor's got everything in front of them. They can make a run at this thing. Uh, they're not going to slip up against TCU this week. So Baylor minus six and a half. Um, whoops, I didn't. Hold on. Let me delete that real quick. I had two things I was writing at the same time. Let me. By the way, if Baylor runs the table, if Baylor runs the table, they're not getting in the playoffs. No, I agree. But <laughs> you can still say they've got everything ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky, I, I think. I just think they they show up and beat Tennessee. It's a big game for them. They're back at home. 
I really think that'll make a big difference. So Kentucky minus one. And then New England over 22 and a half team total points for them. Uh, you know, they go to Carolina. They need to win that game. I put it at fifth. That's the one that I'm, you know, they, they, I could see them winning like a 21-17 and I get screwed on that one. But I do think they get up over that 22 yeah. and a half. When I don't think you're going to go over. I don't think you're going to no. go over. Well, it is Breeders' Cup week, and you are in the guide, and you gave out some picks. And Scott said, can we get some Breeders' Cup winners? So I'll ask you a couple of real quick questions. But, yeah, the breaking news is domestic spending is out. That's why the show got started a little bit later today. They had to update the guide. And, yeah, like Russ says, he got the guide. Uh, he's still going EQ in the Classic. Good luck, everyone. Russ, if you go back uh, and re-download it, it is updated with that scratch of domestic spending. If anybody's watching who bought the guide or is a subscriber – Go back and re-download it now as that is updated. Uh, it's it's out on their base accounts, right? Yep. Jared's giving me the thumbs up. Um, so anyway, Breeders' Cup, what race are you looking most forward to, Papa Dude? Uh, you guys, I wish I had my guide in front of me. Uh, <laughs> the one that uh, Latrisca, Latrisca's in. Latrusca, yeah, that's your horse. You saw her beat Monomoy Girl live and in person, the Apple Blossom. You picked her on top. So yeah, that but I don't think she's going to win. <laughs> Why did you put her on top? Because I don't want to root against her. That's why. So, yeah, that's a tough race. You know, there's some good ones in there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the classic, of course. The most that's a tremendous uh, field there. Who did you pick in the classic? I I went with these. Who did you pick in the classic? Essential quality. Okay, so you agree? You agree with Russ? You went with essential quality? Yeah, um, I think I almost went with Nick's go. Yeah. yeah, he's second, and I think I who's uh, Hot Rod Charlie I had fourth. Who's uh, Medina Spirit? I had her, I had that one third. Yeah, yeah. I think I think essential quality Nick's go. I think that's what it comes down to. That should Mark, be a hell of a race. Uh, Mark's got the horse. I think will be Latriska. Oh yeah, Mark likes Malthot. You put Malthot second. Yes, but I think she's going to win. Yeah, I I think. Uh, I think with Malthot or with uh, Latriska, it could be a classic case of. If you handicap this thing, you're picking a lot of favorites if you handicap with any kind of logic at all. And you get to that race and it's like, yeah, she could get beat, but it could be a situation where we're just all trying to make up reasons and she just well, let me ask you this. If okay. she wins, has any horse had a better year ever? Oh well, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, She's there's been horses like, that's had like better seven in a row. Well, I mean, as far as horses in her division, she would That's rank. That's what right I mean. Up. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, but amongst her division, sure, she would rank right up there. She's, she's going to be 18 out of 23, I think. Yeah. That's pretty it's damn a, good. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I'm uh, I'm looking forward to see uh, Gamine run. I love to watch her run. You do you you're you're a Gamine fan. Nobody likes Gamine. You like Gamine. Why don't you why don't they? Well, because of the Baffert thing. Well, Gamine couldn't help it. No, I, that's that's very mature of you. I hate Baffert. I hate Baffert. <laughs> I mean, did the horse say, what are you shooting in me? No. <laughs> that's, that's total bullshit. I mean, what is wrong with you guys? It's not the horse's fault. I mean, I don't root for the trainer. I root for the horse. I mean, I like to watch her run. I hope she kicks her ass. I really do now. Well, if you take away the human aspect of it, she is a lot of fun, right? She comes yeah, out and she just blows their doors off. I thought you would say Jackie's Warrior. I thought you would be really Oh, I, I, I'm scared for that one. 
you're going to be more nervous about that one. Yeah, I'm very, very nervous because Asmussen's my guy. Yeah. And uh, God, what a horse. Yeah. What a horse. Yeah. You talk about a gutty horse. That one, I always, I always really, I love watching the races until that one goes because I get so nervous whenever that yeah. one runs. And I always call, I always want to call her a her, a she. We, we do that too. All of us do that. It, and, and it's just the natural, you think Jackie, you think girl. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know I, I, I'm kind of with you. I'll be nervous about that one. As oh well yeah. As, and I love silver state. Yeah. I love that horse. Who's that? Uh, but that he got his life is good. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I don't think he can. Yeah. That's that another steady horse, horse, man. That horse is good. Yeah. Not <laughs> about Silver State. Oh, yeah. Silver State. Yeah. Had a huge win streak. Uh, you know, got, got beat uh, in the Whitney to Nick's go, but no, no discredit there. Yeah. But the last time out, got beat at Parks. And that kind of made me think, well, yeah. You, you can't lose at Parks and then come beat Life is Good. Well, he might be a little tired. Yeah, hell, he's he's danced a lot of dances this yes, year. Yes. No yeah. question about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, now, no, I, it's be, I have to tell you, I don't give two hoots about tomorrow. You don't care about the juveniles? Not really. They don't throw me much. Yeah, but the Saturday's gonna be great. Yeah, Saturday is gonna. Well, we kind of talked about it on the way here. We think Saturday, top to bottom, when if, if when it just comes to like talented horses, yeah. it might be one of the best ever. Uh, because you got the classic who has they're just stars in that race. You got yeah. Gamin, who's a star, you got Life is Good, who's a star, you got Jackie's Warrior, who's a star, you got Tarnawa, who is a star. Uh, you've got all kinds of other international horses in the other races. I mean, even like a horse like Golden Pal in the sprint, if he wins that one, I mean, he's he's a star in my book. No matter I believe what. I picked him, I think I did. Yeah, you did. He goes to another level. Uh, if, if, if he wins that one and yeah, if you looked at Papa dude's picks and the guy, he's hating on the European horses. He went at all Americans in these turkeys. I don't know a damn thing about them. So <laughs> I don't think they do that well over here either. Do they? Well, they do in the breeder's cup usually. Well, I tell you what, I don't know anything about turf horses either. Yeah. Cause I don't watch tracks that have a turf. Right. Except Remington, and they they don't have this quality. Remington doesn't have those caliber, no. So I have, I really struggle in the uh, sprint or in the uh, turf races because yeah. I I've heard of a few of them, but not very many. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dan, you got Zenyatta on here. Don't get me started on her because I'll argue with these guys. So I'm blue in the face. Greatest horse ever. Period. Yep, Zenyatta. They'll yeah, argue was... against. They'll argue against me, but I don't care, Dan. Well, I think other people or other horses could beat her, but she was definitely my favorite of all time. Uh, she definitely uh, captured the hearts of, of everybody in the horse racing industry. Uh, one thing on that, Aaron, you show me a six-year-old female mm -hmm. that wins the Breeders' Cup Classic against the males the way she did. Yeah. And she ain't the greatest horse of all time. Oh, but come on. Yeah, well, she, she remains the only female to ever win the Breeders' Cup Classic and at that age, yeah, that could and that could stand for a long, long time. I, you know, oh, that was was that was she six when she got beat or was she seven? She was six when she got beat. She was five when she she won. was five. Okay, I don't yeah. care. Five, six doesn't make any yeah. difference. But her race at six may have been better than her race at five. I mean, it absolutely was, yeah. at six she got beat by a nose. Yeah, and and one more jump and she had it. So yeah, and, and once again, as we've said a million times, 
horse racing is so cruel. It's the cruelest of them all. Yeah. <laughs> there are no horse racing gods, let me tell you. No. <laughs> all the very... hell the day Zenyatta got beat. That's, that's, yeah. all, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Dan <laughs> agrees. Greatest of all time. Only one loss by a nose. All right. I got it going, guys. Listen. Yes, yeah. Gotta... Listen, though. Breeders' Cup Roundtable podcast uh, today. Uh, and that's going to happen. And then we'll also have podcasts on Friday and Saturday as well. Breeders' Cup Roundtables. We'll have Samich. We'll have Jared. We'll have myself. We'll have Magic. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned uh, to the YouTube channel. We're going to be here all week long for you guys. Also, uh, a lot of videos up on the YouTube now. So if you haven't watched them, we preview all 14 races in video uh, format on the YouTube uh, channel. So make sure to check that out as well. I know Magic put a lot of work into that. And uh, they look great. So he's done a, a really, really good job. So check out all of that. It's Breeders' Cup time officially. Sports are in a rearview mirror until Monday. Papa Dude will be right back here on Monday recapping everything for you guys. Guys, uh, we'll see you, I'm sure, later on today and throughout the week. But if we don't, good luck to everybody. Have a great Breeders' Cup week.